Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Happy Thursday. Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome to episode 353 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined for the first time ever on both days this week, Willie Saylor is here. He's in Easton, Pennsylvania, the home of the Red Rovers, Larry Holmes, and Jordan Oliver. To my right, private school educated and the champion of Calvert Hall. Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. His father was a Division One starter at Lehigh University. Also a private school. Another private school. <laughs> to the left, Parkersburg High School's own Kyle Brackey. Steve Kyle, as we call him. And I'm Christian Piles, as I mentioned earlier, and we're ready to go here. And we're not going to have... Where are you from? <laughs> I'm from the Shenandoah Valley, baby. And I'm proud. Right. And you know what? If anyone has something to say about the Shenandoah Valley... You're a hilljack, dude. All right, we're getting into it. We're going right into it. I, I, I did a good job. I did not get on the message boards, but I heard that they were talking greasy about me and my boys on BWI. And I said, no, I'm not going to read it. We'll just save it for the show, and we can talk about it on there. Because everyone lost their dang minds over Nomad's no, – it's not even a quake take. It's not even a take. It's just a, you know, a well-versed opinion about seeding, which he had a good opinion about it with Mikey Carr, Nick Lee, et cetera, Joey McKenna. And I thought he had a good, I, th- I understand his perspective here with Vincenzo Joseph. And, but the first thing I need to address, the, the issue, the root issue of this all, and my, fav- my least favorite words that get thrown around incorrectly too much, the words clickbait. Now, most of you don't actually know what this is. No. Clickbait is when you're scrolling through Facebook and it says, you won't believe what Kim Kardashian said about Kanye or whatever. And then you click it and it's a 10 picture scroll through that you have to click through to figure out that Kim said he she'd love Kanye forever. That is clickbait. But when we take the juiciest part of the headline mm-hmm. and it makes you want to click it and read it, that to me is just called good writing. That's just a good <laughs> yeah. headline. That's us doing what we're supposed to be doing, okay? It wasn't like you read why Vincenzo Joseph should be the three seed and you got something that was unrelated to it. It wasn't like, oh, you won't believe what Kale Sanderson had to say about Tom Brands and then you click it and it's like, I respect him as a coach. It was. He should be the three seed. 
okay? And if you click it, you find a, what I would consider, very rational um, explanation for why he should be the three seed. So anyone that says clickbait, you don't even know what clickbait is, okay? No, they're just being lazy. There's like, we don't, you know, they might possibly have not exalted our guy, and we don't want to have a rational rebel. So it must be clickbait. It's, it's Nelf Next Topic taking message board form and Facebook. Mm -hmm. It was, they were, Kyle Brackey was waging war on these people on Facebook. I'm not I was having some fun with it. Um, they, they, I mean, it was clear that most of them didn't read it. They just saw the headline. They didn't read it! Which, they didn't even read it. I guess in that way it is clickbait because I want you to read what I said. Yeah, clickbait's also a compliment, too. Um, in, an, in another way, because the way it's used, it's like, oh, you wanted to read this. You were, you're interested in this topic. But <laughs> anyway, the, the point of the matter here is I think it's perfectly reasonable to say, hey, if Chinzo wants to be, um, or if, Ch if Chinzo and Wick and Marinelli plays out the way that, I think it's reasonable that he could be the three seed, right? Well, and let's, let's remove, like, names and singlets, right? Mm. So first of all, Seating. Let's keep singlets on, but maybe we just don't well, know what they say. Yeah, exactly. They're just they're just blue and red and, and yellow. Okay. Um, first of all, seating only has to do with this year. There's no doubt that Chenzo is undefeated. There's no doubt that he's a two-time defending national champ. Those are all incredible accomplishments. They don't necessarily play into this argument. And for me, if Evan Wick was the two-time defending champ and he set out against Chenzo, who was returning third, I would be saying the same thing. Now, if you want to read the article and you say, hey, that gets too messy, you know, a lot of guys miss duels, you got T-Shan dropping weight, okay, fine, you know, maybe you think it will do more good than bad. I'm sorry, T-Shan's involved? I'm confused. Well, T-Shan dropped to 65, so he's only going to have a handful oh, gotcha. of matches. Most right. of his matches will be up to 74. understand. Okay, now I get it. Right? So it's like, okay, well, how do we factor that? That's fine. You looked at the article, you thought, Okay, I could see this, but you know what? It's actually gonna it's actually gonna cause more messiness, and we should just kind of have this nebulous, messy, uh, non-criteria criteria where the coaches just figure it out, and that's fine. But I I was trying to advocate for something that we talked about all season, which is penalizing guys for missing duels, whether they ducked, whether they were injured, whether they were sick, which yeah, that's, in most that's cases guys are hurt and sick, and that's why they don't wrestle. I think. Two things about the article. Um, one, you know, is this is this reality? Is what we want, right? I think that could have been made more clear. I mean, the rules as stated. I mean, a couple times in the article you said um, punish for not wrestling, and mm -hmm. and that's not you know that's obviously not in the rules as as in the seating criteria as as we go right now. But if you are advocating for that, then that's one thing. I don't think I don't think a kid should be punished for not wrestling. I don't think it should count as a loss. But I do think you should contain all the seeding criteria into this season, so that uh, they're not punished. But they're not if they don't wrestle, they're not earning anything. Right. Because like what's what's unavoidable is that if Chenzo wrestled Wick or whomever wrestles whomever, right? If there's a missed match. There is a result there, right? Either Chenzo wins or Wick wins, and so my contention is by by negating that by not wrestling again, whether for legitimate reasons or not, there was a there was a result that was missed. 
And again, I know it gets messy too because like Iowa doesn't wrestle Penn State, right? The Big Ten did not schedule that. Yes. So okay. there's there's always going to be so messiness as far as like who wrestles who. That that's so unavoidable. That's, a, that's another that's another problem, right? There's a, that's another contention. People people that did read the article and actually thought about it critically, uh, they bring up a good point. Well, you know if if they're not on the schedule, Marinelli doesn't hit Vincenzo. Chenzo doesn't hit mm-hmm. Marinelli, so it doesn't give them an opportunity to get a quality win against each other. Um, fair point. However, um, at least if that was the case, and it was only based on quality wins, you would schedule a decent schedule, right? I mean, because at the, we all talk about Missouri last year. Missouri, when every one of their guys was twenty-four and one, twenty-six and zero, schedule a schedule a tougher schedule. All right, Why I gotta interrupt. So Sorry, Facebook's on fire right now about Already. Nomad's new look. Everyone, someone just said, <laughs> Doug Holselton said, waiting for Nomad to ask me for two bits for my newspaper. Adam Fellers, when did Eminem's brother join FRL as a seating expert? People love the hair. You look great with short hair and no chin hair, according to someone. Um, I and think people, he looks great. He looks great. He looked like a million bucks. Uh, don't let anyone tell you, tell you any different. Um, okay, so I had to read the two bits one. Doug Hoselton, top fan. Thank you. That was great. Um, you should get on there and check out from, some of your – read some of your fan mail. Fairbury, he's from Fairbury Prairie Dairy. Hoselton. Yeah. Right, Noms? His, yeah. His son's going for his second Illinois State title this weekend. Oh my gosh, y'all are really y'all are really some wrestling experts. They said, "All right, Willie, what, read what they're saying about us." Let's get back to what's most important. What are they saying about us on message boards? <laughs> well, instead of debating the <laughs> four pages into this thread, where uh, BWI is totally discounting um, anything, they immediately go to clickbait. They don't they don't discuss the fact. I mean, here's the fact of the matter. Vincenzo Joseph has zero losses. Alex Marinelli has zero losses. Evan Wick has one loss to Marinelli, and they face each other this weekend. And their quality wins, right? That's what we should be debating. We should not be debating if if it's clickbait, or we should not be debating... Oh, God. um, We should not be debating if... Newsflash, Buffalo Gap, the more you add fans, the dumber the average of group will get in any sport. <laughs> Typical Shenandoah Valley Hilljack. Wow. First of all, whoever said <laughs> that, you wish you were from the Shenandoah Valley. And last I checked. It's a beautiful place. Isn't your school located in State College, Pennsylvania? If we're talking about better places to live, I will take the Shenandoah Valley all day. If we're talking about industry, if we're talking about, yeah, you've got a you got a great school there. Okay, that's it. Your whole thing is hinged on one school. We have a robust well, Happy economy. Valley. I yeah. mean, I think they're very comparable. They're not I mean, they're comparable. Shenandoah Valley's got a couple great they're schools. They're not they're not both rural, beautiful places. Well, yes, they are that. But anyways, um I like the Nomad one. Yeah, what'd they say about Nomad? Read it, Willie. Well, Hilljack. I don't know who this was directed at. I don't know if this directed at. This is what you get when you hire mom's basement type guys to act as journalists. Space response uh, that was incredible. Nomad. Yes, 
Nomad looks more suited for a Comic-Con convention. Nomad would pin you in a tilt, sir. Or a Star Wars movie than a wrestling match. A Star Wars movie? That's a compliment. Unless they think you're like Jar Jar Binks or something. I don't know, man. I'll take a billion dollars if I'm Jar Jar Binks. Star Wars makes a lot of freaking money. It does. So thank (laughs) you. Give me that paper. Thank him for the Star Wars compliment. What are they saying about – they say anything about Kyle? How is Kyle um, just completely – not made fun of in all this. Oh, uh, they started a thread about me a couple weeks ago. They were really mad about Alien Hour. Oh, <laughs> well, they can, they they better get used to it because that's coming too. Or are they mad at Willie? I don't know. Oh, no. Willie's their I mean, lead recruiter. Oh yeah, yeah. you Penn State Willie. Also, there was a comment about him covertly getting Saunders there, Josh <clears throat> Saunders to Penn State. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Why would you Which do that, Willie? Probably it's not going to happen. And I'll see you put in here that they're mad that I put a screenshot that Chenzo deleted his Twitter. Mm. I don't know what's wrong with that. I thought that was very interesting. He tweeted something at Nomad, and then I was checking his Twitter again, and then all of a sudden it was gone. He said, um, well, he called me a D-bag that went out of his way to screenshot a pic and then blast that to the world that Chenzo deleted his social media account. That's a soft A move from a grown man. I don't really understand that. I don't, I don't really understand how, where that measures on the toughness. Um, so continuum. explain it. Vincenzo saw the article. Vincenzo saw the article and said, "Appreciate the journalism, but well, who really I don't ca- really care." Who but really, who really cares? cares? Which to answer his and, question, uh, a lot of people really care. Well, but Chenzo shouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Right, the athletes shouldn't like that. That's like obvious. Added, it's not like you added Chenzo. What do you think, Vincenzo? About, yeah. Maybe, no one's. No one's. No one was talking to you. Yeah. We're talking about. Yeah. You. So. I responded to Chenzo. That's the way I would think if I were you too. But people do care about seeds and rankings. And a couple minutes later, was his whole account was deleted, right? Yeah, that's yeah. It was gone. Now it's back. I thought that was interesting. There's that he uh, a national champion. Yes, I do follow national champions on Twitter. Um, and I think Chenzo's actually a hilarious follow on Instagram and Twitter. And would <laughs> recommend you do the same. So I was sad when it was gone, but I'm glad it's back. And yes, I think it's. I think it's news. Spencer Lee deleted his Twitter after Midlands for a little bit. He did. And it's since come back. Get, getting back to the seed thing also, and I specifically timed these out. So I led with the 141 article in which I advocated that because McKenna, Joe McKenna missed a match against Mikey Carr, he should also be penalized. In that article, it helped the Penn State guy because I said basically whether Nick Lee loses or wins this weekend against Mikey Carr, he should not drop below the two seed. Yeah, I know, no right? one mentioned so, that at Penn, all in the, the entire Chenzo thing. The Penn State fans were out of pot, you know, losing their mind because of the Chenzo article. But you wrote about the Mikey Carr thing. You, um, I last year did the the Imar thing, which was the same exact argument. Um, so <laughs> we're being consistent. Very consistent. So hey, what do you think? Uh, 130 well go ahead Christian how do you see the seeds like we, we, we nomad posted his what he thinks what what should it be what do you think it will be well if Marinelli wins I do think he should be the one um now that's very reasonable but at the same time I, I where do you put does Chinzo go behind a two loss wick? At the two seed, I guess it's immaterial at that point. But at the same time, for 
if you're subscribing to that, then why? The 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 two lost. Well, thing... I don't see any way. Hold on. How could yeah? How could Chenzo go behind? Yeah, I didn't get that either. No, so I don't well, know that would, well, go well here's my point. Here's my point in all that. If okay, if you're saying Chenzo should go ahead of Wick, who he didn't wrestle, the whole yeah. point of the thing you're trying to do is to punish him for not wrestling. He gets seated ahead of a guy that didn't wrestle. You didn't accomplish the thing, in, uh, in a way. Well, it, it, that's that's on Nomads. That's Nomads theory that you punish the guy. It counts as a loss. In my, I, it's not a theory. It's just straight up. You get credit for the wins that you have, mm-hmm. and I think I think Chenzo's wins would be better than Wicks. He beat Chance. Um, I well, think that doesn't that doesn't Wicks, in Big Tens though, Willie. Uh, yeah. Okay. True. Um, like NCAA's who would, will. Who would who would Wicks best? Uh, he beat Massa. Who would Wicks best win be in the Big Ten? So, all all of them have beaten White. Isaiah White. Right, so they're like that's why they're that's why they are the definitive top three. The only one who's gotten a chance to wrestle Massa is Chenzo. He beat him. Uh, the only one who's gotten a chance so far to wrestle Bryce Martin, who should be the the sixth seed right now, is Chenzo. He beat him. Marinelli beat Marinelli beat uh, or has Martin this week. Uh, Wick could not wrestle Tishan because Tishan was still up at uh, one seventy four. We're talking about Bryce Martin and Tishan. I, I mean, we asked about quality wins. Know. I'm going I'm going down I, the line four five six seven here. I know, but I don't get, I don't, I don't know. I don't subscribe that Vincenzo gets no for beating Chance Marsteller, uh, returning fourth. Because yeah. it's Just Big because Ten seeding, though, Will. I don't care. For, I for, think it matters. For I NCAA, for NCAA, I, yes, it does matter. But what? for conference seeding, it should what? be just. So with... You're telling me, you're telling me, if it was between Bo, Bo, uh, Jordan, and Mark Hall, Mark Hall shouldn't get credit for beating Zahid or something like that. I mean, not for he Big has Ten seeding, cre- no. Yes, it should. I, mean, I think it should. But you're wh- making up your own criteria. I'm not making up my own criteria. First of all, there is no criteria for Big Ten seeding. Second of all, well, every con- every conference. Then by definition, big, you are making up the criteria. Because up. Okay, all right, fine. Yes, I am making up a criteria, right, but there's no criteria. You. There's no current criteria. But like, Zahid's Zahid's wins in, should only be for Pac-12 seeding. Should only matter in the Pac-12. No, for that, for uh, your, Cade Brock, his opinion. wins and losses in Big 12 should only matter for his no, Big 12 seeding. That's not. You're, that's your opinion. Yeah, that's because your, I mean, that's it's literally the first thing they look at in the seating. Because that's that's what I, I don't it's, know no, why you wouldn't look right, at listen, conference on. conference right, this, results this first. Is gonna, this is hypothetical. Sure, conference hold on, hold on, wait. But Jesus, we we could we could go this for four hours and we we could have record low viewership. Um, listen, I think we all get it. Conference, I I do think there is a national component that that should be involved. Certainly, conference results take priority. But then I think after that, I think if beyond that, because conferences, especially Big Tens, are not perfect in that in, from a scheduling, it's not one-to-one. You have to look at some outside things and not just common opponent. You should be able to look at wh- who's your best win, who have you uh, beaten. At that. You should definitely not look at – for conference seeding, you should only look at conference. For NCAA, absolutely. Everything everything matters. Chenzo's got the best well, resume for NCAA, no, no Matt, question. But for conferences, you should just be conferences. It. If you're going to limit it to just conference seating, then you have a real problem because of the unbalanced schedule. That's yeah. I mean, that's and I agna- and I acknowledge that. Like I, there, that will always be. I acknowledge that last year. It's this... all. It's always going to be an issue, no matter from from day one to day forever. I you mean, have you all this give... helpful information uh, uh, outside of conference rankings that that by comparison 
can add value if you're trying to measure these guys when you have an imbalanced schedule you should use it you should Period. not use anything but conference results for a conference tournament all right we're moving on next topic um missouri oklahoma state are going to wrestle this weekend mm. it's a very very juicy duel um missouri has not lost since it's been a very long time um they got a good I forget how long their streak is. They haven't lost this year. I forget how many they were up to. But it's like 35 or something. 35. <clears throat> That's a heck of a lot. So they, that means won, they won two of the last three, two of the last four against Doki State? Yes. I think that's right. They match up pretty well. They I don't, beat them I, last year. They beat them last year, and they beat them in 2015. Okay. So two of the last three. It is 35. That is correct. 35, that's a lot of duels in a row. Now, I think Oklahoma State matches up well with them. However, I'm a little curious. Will we even – so, like, 74 is probably the marquee match. Will we see Joe Smith wrestle there? Will he be – will he weigh in super light and then wrestle Daniel Lewis? I don't know. If you're going down to 65, what's the point in wrestling Daniel Lewis, right? (laughs) Other than just to help your team – win a duel certainly Jacoby Smith is not allowed to wrestle 174 yet so I'm not sure what what matches we're necessarily going to get it would seem it would make the most sense okay weigh in Joe Smith as light as he can possibly be and let him wrestle at least we'll have him you know you get Joe Smith because I don't know what the alternative would be at 174 pounds yeah if if Joe Smith wrestles Daniel he's going to be 169 maybe and that's not going to be fun. That will not be fun. So, and, and, you know, Daniel Lewis is one of those guys where I think he matches up great against everyone, but then he'll just inexplicably, not inexplicably, but, you know, I always, I kind of overvalue him time to time. I think he matches up well against Joe Smith, but, man, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Joe could go in that match. So, I don't know if we have to go match by match, but start at 25, I think you favor um, – Pitch over Punky by for major at minimum against Punky. Then 33, Ernesty Fix. Obviously Dayton, but it's an interesting match. Ernesty dang near ripped Cade Brock's hamstrings off last year with that spladel. Spladel. Yes, he did. That was a junker match. That was <laughs> that was, that match was a mess. Then Brock <laughs> Ironman. That's probably gonna be a mess. Cause you've got <laughs> Jay. I mean, you gotta favor Jaden here, the way Cade's been been wrestling but i think it, it's certainly going to be interesting Cade's always got some stuff in him yeah he's always got some stuff hey, if that goes upper body uh, it's interesting because mm-hmm. they're both comfortable there dayton minus three would you take it Ooh, dayton minus three ernesty's generally difficult to blow out which i know three isn't a blowout but you, i don't you know, know. I, mean, I feel like he gives he, up his legs a little he gives up his legs a lot I like I like I like Dayton minus three. I would take that. Uh, I think he covers that. There's uh, lines makers did a better job this week. There's only a few where I'm uh, I'm salivating. Um, hey, 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 Willie. Low key good match. Caden G. Feller and Brock Muller have a combined three losses. This could be a mess. Awesome. This could be a crazy one. Awesome match. Both these guys are maniacs. They're all good in all positions. They're both good on top. Uh, Crafty. Now watch, yeah. it's probably going to be like a 3-2 snooze fest, just knowing all this. But I really think 
uh, there's potential for this to be a very, very exciting match. I think Caden's the favorite, but like, Save I don't time. have a ton of, I don't have a ton of confidence just because I think Mahler is, you know, he he beat Thompson really soundly, and that that means something. They, Caden uh, has better wins right now, but I don't know. I think they were in the same Fargo bracket the year G Feller got second. After his senior year, well, but they didn't go. wrestle. That's all I needed to hear. 57, <laughs> JQs versus Wyatt Sheets moving on. 65, Chandler Rogers, Connor Flynn. I I said this morning, I think this is kind of a toss-up, the way Chandler looks against Air Force. And Kyle Brackey almost smacked my face. If it wasn't Valentine's <laughs> Day, I think he would have smacked me. Well, I just don't Ch think it's a toss-up. I mean, I know Chandler didn't look great against Air Force. It's first time back out on the mat. Yeah. I just – Chandler – just have a lot of confidence in Chandler in this match, but if he's if he's hurt, like, yeah, looked, I mean, uh, like full full health, yeah, hurt. Chandler definitely just looked rusty and like I've, he hadn't been on the mat in a little bit. I've had some mistaken evaluations of Connor Flynn before, not this year, <laughs> but last year. Uh, duped, yeah, I got tricked, but uh, I still think I he got still tricked think... by who? <laughs> Alex Clemson. <laughs> no, um, so. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close match. I guess I favor Chandler, but who knows? We'll learn a lot about Chandler. Is, is it, you know, they're going to need Chandler against Iowa. That's going to be mm -hmm. uh, an amazing duel, and they're going to need everyone to be an approximate version of themselves. 74, we talked about. I mean, you got to favor Daniel. He, sure. just, he just pinned the national champion. He'll be bigger. He's going to be in, bigger. It's in Columbia. Como. Yeah, tough. Great. Tough I mean, great duel, but great duel for sure. Like, as interested as as I am to see the results and see the matches, I mean, just seeing who Oklahoma State puts out is a thing into itself. Right. Yeah, that's like half of the half of the drama there. Eighty four. Okay, it's like Wisman, I think. Wisman versus maybe Jacoby. Well, it can't be gear. Can't be gear. All those guys can't drop until like the first time they're gonna. If if they all drop, as John said, the first time they're gonna make it is Big Twelves. When they go to Tulsa. Okay. So. So <laughs> Jacoby, Bear Hughes. I don't know. No, not Bear. Bears in eighty four. Yeah, so we're on. Oh yeah, we're on eighty four. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, sorry, I'm getting confused. This see, John Smith is confusing me. Light so Jacoby then... can still beat Wisman, I think. Oh yes. Yeah, for sure. But then, so what you guys Let's are saying... Let's call him saying, Diet Jacoby. Diet Jacoby. What Jacoby you guys Diet. are saying is that Gear won't wrestle. He won't be wrestling because they need to get Weigel, man. Right. That's, that's what I'm thinking. So Weigel against um, Cooling could be a Weigel decimation. Is that Cooling? With an E? No, I always went Cooling. Well, I did too... And maybe this isn't the best source, but um, <laughs> Matt Lindland called it called him cooling, mm. so I just went with it. Hey, Matt Lindland, Matt Lindland historically has bad pronunciation. Does he? Is, oh, is yeah. that a known take? Bad pronunciation. I've I've heard him pronounce a lot of things wrong. Good Greco wrestler pronunciation. That's his. That's your. I would ask your boy Clemson. Okay, Nine, uh, and then heavyweight um, Elam versus. White. White. I like Elam, but 
Not in that one. Not here. So Oklahoma State should win this duel. Iowa should beat Wisconsin. Now, another um, one of the tastier lines that I saw was, oh, my. I'm definitely um, going to make a strong recommendation here. Okay. Listen up, people. One week ago, I told you, bet the farm, Nickley plus four. If you listen to me, you now have two farms. Or one farm that is doubled in size, okay? If you do not listen to me, this entire week has been full of regret from you, for you. Now, if you go to BetDSI, and if you're the wagering type, there are a few tasty lines where you could potentially grow in the agricultural realm. For me, <laughs> Sam Stoll, or Trent Hilger plus two against Sam Stoll mm. is as, as tasty as a Pete Terry's cheeseburger. Okay, I'm I'm all in on that bet. We just saw Stoll struggle with a leg rider. Hilger is very big. He won't be as easily moved like Stoll likes to move guys around. I think Hilger will be okay there. Honestly, this version of Sam Stoll that is not healthy should not be favored against Trent Hilger. And at plus two points, you thank you very much. And it's also, it's Thor season. They're in Madison. Yeah. But the main thing is, the main reason, the only reason this bet doesn't win for you is because Aaron Costello takes the mat. That's yeah. why I, that's why I strongly feel. So there hey, you go. Do you think, I like it. I like that pick. Um, you know, Hilker's good on top, and that's exactly what Stoll struggled with against Jensen. Um, but do you think that Stoll's obvious struggles on bottom, like everybody saw Stoll struggle on bottom, and now the rest of the country is going to be like, okay, we're going to ride Stoll, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Iowa counters that by saying, Sam, you need to you need to be more uh, aggressive on your feet. You need to be, have more urgency on your feet. Well, no, I mean they can say that, but Sam's Sam's ability is his ability. What he can do is what he can do. It's like it's not like he's holding back I think he's doing the best he can every step of the way he's not he's not a leg attacker he's gonna go over unders and move you around force you into bad shots he's gonna run behind you that's that's the template you can't say you know what you need to fire off some leg attacks I mean I don't stronger than most guys no I don't I'm not saying leg attacks I'm saying I'm saying push him to the edge earlier force some stall calls get him out of position Uh, just be more assertive Hilger moves well. Now, he didn't in a couple matches. Like, against Kassar, he didn't really move well, and, and that was an even worse matchup there because Kassar does move so well. But if Hilger keeps moving, I don't know how effective – I mean, Stoll's going to have to bring him into the box, right? And I don't think – I mean, obviously Stoll's really good, but I don't know if Hilger's going to allow him to bring it into the box. Yes. Um I mean, I don't know. You can say be more aggressive against Trent Hilger. I don't know what that would look like or mean. So no, I don't. I don't see there's like an increased urgency. He's gonna come out. He's gonna try to get to his holes and drive him straight to the edge and win on stall calls and stuff like that. That's Step outs. that's how he's gonna beat these really good guys or guys. I mean, I think Hilger's. There's a good chance Hilger just takes top here. He's done it before. He could do it mm-hmm. again. Um, Jensen did. So I don't even know if Stoll will go under. He did against Hamida. But Hamida's not really known for his riding like Hilger is. And if it gets to a sudden victory situation, 
it still favors Hilger because I like him to get a takedown over time, sudden victory one or two, and ride stole a little bit longer. So, yeah, this version of stole, I have a hard time seeing winning. Yeah. Okay. Um, back to the lines. You had G. Uh, this you put this in the sheet here. G is a two and a half point favorite over Mahler. That's interesting. And Joe Smith, three point dog against Daniel Lewis. Mm. Also interesting. I would probably take Daniel on that one. Um, Michic Suriano. Oh boy. We haven't even talked about it. Let's talk about it. This is the biggest individual matchup of the weekend, maybe of our lifetimes. <laughs> and I'm really excited for this one because I feel like I'm going to know everything about 133 after I see this match. I'm going to know it all. I'm going to know basically what can and should happen at NCAAs moving forward in Big Tens, right? I really feel that way. If it's a super close match, super close, like, okay, then I really believe Micic, Soriano, Fix, they can win titles. It's those three, and it's going to be a dogfight at Big Tens and NCAAs, okay? Mm-hmm. If Micic wins kind of soundly, I'm that's it. I'm ready to jump off the Soriano national champion prediction, and I will uh, team sickle, uh, and I'll say Micic is going to win. Okay, I'm ready to do that. I'm prepared to go that direction. So I feel like we're going to know the future at 133, and I'm so excited for that. And Nick Suriano, a two-point dog in the rack. Ooh. To that I say, Ooh. what an insult, good sir. And I, I like Suriano. I like the value at plus two for Suriano if you're a, if you're a bet DSI wagering type. I, I want to get back to the the – match itself in the line in a second but uh, w- Willie and CP I want both of your CP first okay so a lot of matches right we see guys make adjustments the second time around mm-hmm. if one loses let's say Mitchell loses let's say Suryana loses which one is more likely to be able to make the adjustments for NCAAs and Big Tens I will say I will say Mitchell mm-hmm. because I think he has more he has more plays to make. He's got more moves. He's got more, just a more diverse skill set. And I'll say I've seen it. I've he, seen him get tech followed by Dayton Fix and make adjustments. And a, a match where he gets blown mm-hmm, out, mm-hmm. really, and I know that we're going back to like 2015 now, but really what's changed? They're both some of the best in the country. Right. Um, Micic made the adjustments, and those kind of were not close matches, right? Like I, I think he's... I think he's more that mind. Soriano's skill set is his skill set. He's really good reattacker. He's really tough to score on. If Micic can score on him here, he's going to be able to score on him at Big Tens and NCAAs. And and also, and I think this is more of like a mental adjustment or like just whatever. Uh, Micic DeSanto, right? Different mindset in the match. Different point in the year. Different level of periodization. Oh, yeah. You saw a different Michic at NCAA's against Sander than you saw on the backside CKLJ. Well, and that's, that's the other thing with Michic. There's no um, – with Suriano, you basically get the plus, uh, 90% or better Suriano every single time, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. You, you, you kind of always get it. Michic had a tough one with Patesel, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's a guy with – he got annihilated by Austin DeSanto. Then he went on to annihilate him. So we've seen him – so for that reason, if he loses – I think we say say that, yeah, he can make adjustments. So I think the clear answer is Micic. Um, so more likely, if Micic loses, that he can 
figure Sl- it out. Flip the result, and if Suriano loses. Exactly. Because, like I said, if Nick wins, he's going to win close, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I, I will say, I'll, I'll still believe that Nick is the favorite in my pick, but I'll say it's those three moving forward. Mitch well, handles Sim. Willie, I want to hear your thoughts on that, too. Uh, I think that Christian's right. With Nick, you get what you get. Um, you know, he is who he is, and he's usually uh, – I mean, he has his things that he does. You're not going to see a different version of him mm-hmm. next go-round, right? He, and both in his technique and what he brings to the mat and also in his in his level, uh, he's always – On. He, he's never had a bad performance. Right. Right? The he's, only he's always, one I would say – the only time he had a bad performance, I would say, is DeSanto. Right, I think the yeah, I yep. think mentally, you know, with with the top wrestling and cut some of it, just couldn't quite finish that match. Where I feel like he proved most of the match he was probably the better guy, but just didn't didn't get it done. Didn't finish the match. I think that's the only example. Was that his worst, perfor- like again performance where like he's up since like the veto match? I mean, the veto match was kind of a. I mean, he got reversed. That was like four or five years, maybe more, maybe six years it was, ago. It was 2014, fall of 2014. Yeah, it was like five years I ago. Think. 15. Um, it was 15. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, and even that, he got like a, he got reversed late. He was like yeah. winning or going to ride out for the win and got reversed late, and I think he got cradled and put on his back. Um, but the point of that is like, so for five years, we've kind of seen the same level of, you know, pace, horsepower, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And of course he's lost matches, but you've kind of seen the same guy. All right, he's, put, I mean, other than the Spencer loss in the finals, I mean, he lost by one or two to Gilman. He lost by one or two. I mean, everything's like a one or two point loss. Yeah, and that's my other thing with this plus two. He's only lost by two or more uh, to Spencer in the finals, and that's it. It was two that's points it. to Desanto. Exactly two. It was six four. So it was tied at the time he got taken down. So it was two then, and that was a you know a weird match. So it doesn't really happen. I don't know. All right, let's make our picks. Starting with Kyle. Go now. Mijic. Oh, I changed. Win and cover. Uh, what's the line? I'm sorry. Two. two. Uh, no. It is actually it got it got bet down. What is so it it's now? One and a half right now. Oh, one and a half. Mm-hmm. They opened it too, but if okay. you go on Bet DSI right now, it's bet down. I mean, it means people put money on Suriano. It's one and a half. Smart. I'll go with Michich. Michich, <clears throat> Michich money line. Stay away from the spread. Uh, yeah, I've got uh, I'm sticking with with Nick. Sticking with Suriano in in Jersey. Yeah, that's. I don't think that factors. I in. think he matches up. Um. Maybe as well as anyone. If I think he's the guy that can beat Michic if there's a guy that can beat him. Can Michic, can Suriano outhorse Michic? Does he is is there that much of a strength difference there? Mm, I think he'll have the advantage. I don't see Michic getting horsed. Right. Um, yeah. I, that that's where I'm at. I think he like is me is like basically what I'm asking is to take down Michic is Suriano going to have to pick him up off the mat like he did against Philippi. Oh, he doesn't have to do that. He's it, Nick's a really good finisher. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, And he doesn't have to lift to do it. But, you know, he could potentially 
pick him up. I think it's a one takedown match. I don't see either guy riding the other. Um, I don't see a transition takedown to turn, even though both guys are pretty good at it with a similar hold. Uh, but I'm sticking with Suriano. Will Suriano be more offensive in this one than he was against Fix? He certainly been, can't be less. He's been offensive lately. <laughs> it's basically impossible. Uh, no, he will. He will be more offensive, and I think I think Stefan probably gives you some more openings than than Dayton. Yeah, I would agree Dayton with that. Does. So, I'm sticking with Nick. Um, everyone else has jo- jumped ship. It's just me and young Nicholas in our vessel, navigating these stormy seas. And uh, let it be known, I believe. Okay. A <laughs> uh, uh, couple, couple more. Uh, good ones on the slate. Um, Ohio State, Nebraska should be a good duel. Mm-hmm. Yes, it should. Um, the marquee matches there would be hmm, eighty-four Vins Martin. If you you know, maybe. Yeah, I mean, the matchups aren't so juicy as the. I mean, they could go five-five. I mean, Nebraska could give them a run, right? Right. If all if all things play out to their favor. Yep, that's a good one. Not a ton of super juicy individual matchups there. Um, okay, and Iowa-Wisconsin. Uh, I'm curious for this one as well. I think it's going to be a really wild scene. Let's talk about Marinelli-Wick. Last time it was a pretty dominant win for Marinelli, but he got ridden for a while. What are the adjustments that Wick needs to make from neutral that he wasn't able to make? He wasn't a- it wasn't just that he got taken down. It was he really didn't give himself many opportunities to score on He wasn't close. The way I remember it, he wasn't close to scoring. No. And that, that really surprised me because he was able to get to Marinelli's legs pretty well at the, in their NCAA match. So uh, let's go reverse order on that one. I've got Marinelli in this one even though – I don't know. I, I, I don't I, – I strongly believe this is not going to look like either of their matches, yeah. right? Like, I don't – I just – I think this is a super competitive, really close match down the end. He's not going to dominate Wick from neutral. Wick's not going to dominate him, I don't think, uh, even though it's going to be a madhouse there in Wisconsin. Well, I don't know. I don't know how to – I don't know how to pick this. I mean, you, you have a 16-3 Wick win. Mm-hmm. Then you have a two-point Marinelli win, but a two-point – Win that it was all Marinelli. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I mean, I'm going Marinelli, but we've seen two night and day matches. Yeah, there's not like all right. I can see this trend here. Well, Wick seems to not seems to. I mean, has an advantage on top, right? Both matches he's proved that. Now in NCAA's he was able to turn him. In Midlands, that was not the case. And if you look at the the takedowns that uh the takedowns that Marinelli got against Wick were very interesting to me. Like he just kind of it wasn't even a drop step, like just kinda of dropped to his knee, got that Marinelli does an excellent job, right? Locking right below the butt, getting you up off the mat and finishing really quick. Um and, you know, Wick it's hard for a guy who's six four to not give up his legs, right? Um I got Wick, but because I think there's going to be a little adjustments to how quickly Marinelli can finish, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. If if the longer it takes Marinelli to finish, the more likely Wick's going to be able to win. 
Um, if Marinelli's finishing quick again, Wick's advantage on top isn't going to matter. So I got Wick, but and it's probably because it's home field advantage. So I'm I'm starting to get swayed a little bit, and not really because of what you said necessarily, but just I, I'm sitting here thinking he's going to start with Wick starts with a 2-0 lead. He's going to get out. He's going to get riding time, or Marinelli's not going to take bottom and get an escape, right? Mm-hmm. So with that, I'm like, man, it's really tough to pick Marinelli. But then I go back and I watch your Midlands match, I'm like, well, yeah, certainly. So I don't know. Well, and I'll stick with him, but dang. And Marinelli, <clears throat> I think that was like he knew that in the Midlands match, right? Like Marinelli's a really smart wrestler, so he, he knows, like, okay, I have to get multiple takedowns here early on to negate uh, – <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Uh, to negate Wick's kind of mat, mat advantages that we've seen. So, mm-hmm. again, Merrill's going to have to finish quick. Wick's a good scrambler. Um, it's it's in Madison. If it was neutral, I'd probably take Marinelli. I'm I'm leaning Wick here. What's the line? Is there a line on this? Mm, two. two. For Inferior Marinelli? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would go. I definitely like Wick to cover that. Yeah, that's smart. All right, William Saylor. Uh, I think I I don't know. I haven't looked in I don't know twelve hours, but I think the line actually dropped to one and a half, and uh, which means money on Wick. I, I'll take the bull. I think I got the bull by two. Hmm, it's fair. Bull by two. Marinelli. By three. Wow. Covers. Oh wow! Covers. He gets riding time. Yeah. So he gets how many takedowns then? Three. Three Holy takedowns. Smokes. Yeah. Okay. We got a blowout from Bracky here. Um, I mean, Baron knows really good on his feet. So. I listen. I love both these guys. Um, I think they're both awesome. <laughs> all, all, I, subconsciously, I may have also picked Wick <laughs> because I do want to see the chaos of. What happens? I don't think the coaches are going to do what. Well, I think it'll I be easy. For. I think seating becomes very easy if Wick beats Bull. I think Chinzo's the clear one. Those two are the two and three. Wick two, Bull three. That that will be what. And happens. if Bull and if Bull wins, that's Chinzo two. Chaos. Uh, yeah, chaos. Chaos happens if to me if Marinelli wins. I think it, I think it's very clear what 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 will happen is mm-hmm. very clear if. Uh, if Wick wins, mm-hmm. Chinzo will be the one. Hey, hey! Another good one. Another good. I mean, to me, interesting, very interesting. I don't know to you, but Murin uh, Moran. I think that's an interesting match. I do too because Moran needs people to shoot on him. <laughs> Max Murin's not your guy. Not recently. <laughs> um, that is where. Moran's however, I, however, I know, if, but that's if someone what, is going that's to, what I kind of like it. If someone is that's going to coerce like you into shooting a lot, it's Tristan Moran. Mm-hmm. He dangles that carrot. He, right. he... Two things. Two things are going on there. You're you're exactly right. And I wrote that in the odds article. Was like, Murin hasn't been shooting, but Mur- Moran is like, he invites you in on his legs, and like, there's <laughs> openings. There's clear openings there, right? Yeah. And number one, number two, Murin sort of kind of got benched for not shooting. Mm-hmm. Right, so he's gonna look to shoot. I think, I think Murin's gonna get in on Moran, and then, and then I think the match is decided there. What happens? Does Murin, 
Moran counter or does Moran finish? Mm. Why are you guys laughing so much? What's happening? No, nothing. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I think this match is going to be a mess. And I'll take Moran just because you look at the guys he's beaten. There's a lot of good ones in there. Albert. Beat Nick Lee. Nick Lee. And I think your first crack at Moran is your toughest one. Mm. Right? Although, our weigh-in is always going to be interesting. For Tristan? Oh, yeah. It's not remember, easy. Do, do we think they started 25? Remember in high school, in high school, Moran always used to beat, didn't he always used to beat Kolodzik? Yeah, he was like 3-0 he against Kolodzik. Junior Trials, I want to say, or Junior Twice. Open? Yeah. In the same tournament. Yeah. And I think Junior Duels. Well, there you go. If it's Junior... He's in trouble. When Tristan Moran, is Tristan Moran a junior right now? Yes. If so, he should go 149. Hey, what, so, um, to the, the 141 seeds, I guess we can wait till we, are we going to talk about Penn State, Illinois? I think, you know what? Let's go there right now. Yeah. We can get to that when we talk about Carly. Go ahead. All right. Anyway, so in my 141 article, you know, again, kind of same thing, advocated for, for punishing Joey for not wrestling against Mikey Carr. If Mikey Carr wins, he's the clear one like no question right because he'll he'll have wins or basically everybody else um do you think they'll give joey the two joey beat moran moran beat lee lee beat mckenna joey will have one loss again not having wrestled mikey Carr, which he smoked mikey Carr last year but he didn't wrestle him how do you think that'll go hmm I don't know how they'll do that. Um, I think so. If Mike beats Nick, you're saying Mike should be the uh, should be the one airtight number one, undefeated with wins over like two through eight, except for Joey, who he was there to wrestle and didn't yeah. Get to wrestle. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think that w- that would make sense. I really strongly think Nick Lee's going <laughs> to win this match this time, and mm-hmm. I know Mike's really good. Uh, Last year was ten six at Big Tens. Mm-hmm. Then Nick obviously had a better performance in NCAA's. Yes, he did not get Sedarian parried. Mm-hmm. Uh, although he did get Ryan Dealed. He got yeah. Ryan Dealed. Uh, but uh, he persevered after that. So I, I just think, man, I like Nick. I don't think it's his pace will negatively impact Carr necessarily. I don't think it's like a pace thing. I just think more offense, a lot more ways to score. Mikey Carr's a dog. Um, he does this after he wins or something. We're not quite sure what that means. We've theorized he could have made a, a, a blood oath with the Underlord. Uh, until we find out definitively, we're just going with that. Yep. That one. That one's at Illinois, too, which, like, there's a close match, right? You don't just walk into Huff Hall and be <laughs> you Mikey do not. Carr. Even though one time Jason Off um, sauntered in there and pinned Imar. Yeah. That was, that was an interesting moment in wrestling. Uh, okay, RBY Dylan Duncan I guess is a match, um, but really the I don't know why. I guess I do know why. There's no line for Shakur versus Emory Parker. It's probably because Shakur doesn't wrestle anybody, and since Emory Parker's good, we probably won't see it. But maybe Shakur could have two ranked matchups if he's in the lineup. Michigan State with Cam Caffey Friday mm-hmm. night. I think he uses. I mean, I don't know. I mean, what? Who cares what I think? But um. Well, you do. You're listening. Thank you for that. Um, but Shakur Rashid, I, I would love to see him against a, an Emory Parker. And may, yeah. maybe he goes and he takes two 
tough losses. I can I kind of understand not wrestling Miles Martin. Like if you're not there, uh, but I think you want to see where you are headed into Big Tens, and um, I think Parker's a winnable match for Shakur, as is Cameron Caffey. Two tough tests. Uh, I think it'd be great to see him. Shakur's one again. Just I'm, I got seed on the brain, guys. Shakur's another one, right? If he if he doesn't wrestle. Parker or Caffey, his best win will be against Embry, and then he'll also have beaten Reinhardt and Brendan Devine. So that puts him at like six or seven. Yes. Which is probably actually better because then that's opposite miles. Yeah, you don't want to be a top five seed. Yeah, maybe we see that. Who knows? Uh, but any thoughts on the Parker instead of hypothetical seeds, like the, the actual match, the match, the competition that's going to happen, Willie? If if Shakur wrestled Parker, is that what you're saying? Yes. Uh, I would go Shakur. Um, I don't know. You haven't ever noticed Parker wrestles like straight up. He stands straight up. A lot. Well, he tries to. He's very. He loves his underhooks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It can I don't be know. That being said, I mean, I would take I would take Shakur like we see him typically, but. I like from Jump Street. He did not look good against Embry. I thought his opening so, change actually know. was pretty impressive. How hard he had to work for that finish. I was actually wow. He had to exert a lot there. Um, so okay, so that's that match. And that's it. Penn State. Here's one. Here's one I want to ask you about. Not Piotrowski. Go. No. Oh, not that one. Ethan Smith, Mikey Labarola. Getting back to Ohio State. Pennsylvania. All right, back Nebraska. to back to Nebraska. I can't believe you're even talking about Bethlehem Catholic athlete, um, given your your private school issues. Um, I don't know. I think Labriola comfortably. Smith. I mean, I, that's finish. what I would have thought too. But he, uh, I mean, he had to pull one out against Skatska. Skatska's oh, good. Yeah, Skatska's. Not that Smith isn't good. I don't know. Yeah, Smith could be. I mean, Smith's. Been knocking at the door of a breakthrough win, and maybe maybe it comes here. <clears throat> but I, I just like what I've seen. I mean, I, th- I don't know. I'm looking forward to that match. I bet you are. Just to see. Just to see. Just to find out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we're apparently not going to try to win the World Cup this year. Mm. That's too bad. Is that true? I, is that true, true though? It is true. Jordan's not going. It's just like a confluence of things, I, apparently. Like the, but yeah, I don't think they're going. I don't know if Snyder. So, so somebody sent out a tweet. I mean, with our lineup, and the lineup is not our ones. No, I I don't right. think that will be our exact lineup. But I think the general idea of us are one. I mean, here's the thing. Look at guys' social media before they're at a tournament, right? A lot of people ask, like, oh, who's going to this, who's going to that? A lot of times they just tell you, like, hey, real, can't wait to compete in another World Cup, right? Try to win a title for USA. And most of them are radio silence on it, probably because they're not going. Yeah, which means, like, no Snyder, no Jaden. I, I don't the, I mean, the, some of it was, like, theorized, like, you know, they're getting these college guys ready, et cetera, because it's right between conference NCAAs. Like, Jaden Cox ain't working with college guys. He's in college. Is he, Air Force? Yeah. Like, Kyle, is Kyle Snyder, uh, David Taylor? I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. Well, what I, I do. Why aren't we trying to win the World I mean, Cup? Why are you, 
<laughs> Why are you not going to the World Cup? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. How many times you compete a year? What well, I think part of it is we're sending times? a really good team to the Kolov a couple weeks before the ranking tournament in Bulgaria. That's that's true. Which I think there's going to be a lot of ones and or twos at that. So you know, two weeks apart, kind of. And then Lauren Burroughs was saying something about I don't know if it was visas or. But I think something that has Listen, less to do with wrestling and more to do with, like, the countries. We got Holmes and Mike to Siberia in a week. Fair. I think Fair. I think we can – listen, I'm throwing, all out, I'm throwing out all visa excuses right now. Okay, I will allow Fair. the excuse of I don't want to stay in Bulgaria or over here for three weeks or four weeks, okay? Mm-hmm. Fair. Because what's going to help our senior world team? It's getting rankings points, mm-hmm. theoretically. Um, so, okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, World Cup, not a ranking tournament. Not a ranking tournament. Hey, by the way, last week at this time, I was driving to Hershey, PA, and you guys were having a knockdown dragout thing about transfers. Well, I almost got and, to make some points. And um, when I got there, you know, Brock Height, who used to work for us, does a lot of stuff with us still. Um, he had an interesting take on it. Uh, I mean, he gr- he agreed with Piles, but um, he said, you know, since the rankings tournaments, they're met with indifference by a lot of nations, and there's also these transfer things. How about if the rankings tournament, he said, I, if I was in charge of it, you could go, and if you placed at a rankings tournament, you are in, you're, you guarantee a place for Worlds. In so much, if you, in other words, Russia, not in an Olympic year, but in a world year, Russia could send three guys to Worlds. If if United States sent guys to a rankings tournament, or Japan, or whoever it may be, they sent guys to a ranking tournament, and they placed, they get to send multiple guys. That way you... That way, number one, rankings tournament means more. And two, you have less transfers. I don't like multi-entry for Worlds for, like, I don't, that. that's like pure opinion thing. There's... Now, I don't, I don't like it all the way, but if it's only, like, three or four guys, I like it. What I do like is to participate in Worlds as your country single entry, you have to wrestle at one of five opportunities for a ranking event. I don't know. I kind of like I, I really like the I really like the multiple entry thing, especially in a world's year. Now you can't do it in a Olympic year one because it's the Olympics and they should I think they should stick to that standard. And two because at the Olympics there's a quota. There's a there's a bracket quota, right? You can only get mm-hmm. what is it 16? Yeah, it's gonna be sixteen. Um, but in a world's year, they can be the brackets can be as big as they want. Yeah, well, I I don't know how, I don't think that has as much to do with with the with the thing, with, you know, the argument. I don't, I don't know if you really teed it up. What the argument was? The argument was about guys leaving their country where they live and are residents to go find, let's call it what it is, the path of least resistance to make a world or Olympic team. Okay. Sure, but and to there me, is some import there into. I mean, I think that would quell a little bit of the transfers. I don't. Pico's trying to make the Olympic team. He, 
doesn't think this is good an opportunity to make it for the United States, so he's going to go to Mexico. Well, it wouldn't. It thinks wouldn't, he can. It wouldn't in Pico's case. No. Here's the thing with Pico that I want to know. If so, when a a country can block a transfer for two years, right? So if I want to go to Canada, right, or Mexico, USA can be like, no, you can't, and block me for two years. Gary Abbott will block you. Exactly. What I don't know is is that applied retroactively, meaning Pico hasn't wrestled for for four years. Mm-hmm. So does that count as if he if 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 he has done everything with the Mexican Wrestling Federation that he needs to do, and, and with UWW that he needs to do? Does that kind of apply? Like, okay, I haven't wrestled for four years, so USA can't block me in the sense that because Russia can do it too, right? Any any country can do it. Mm-hmm. Well. Um, cause that, that, that matters a lot. Yeah. I hate to say it, but if they can flex that, I think they probably should. And, like, I, and I think that's what happened with Michich. Cause remember we didn't see Michich for now. That's, I mean, that's also kind of a lot of college guys don't do the international thing right during their college career, but we didn't see him at junior trials and, and a couple things. So I, I think USA probably did apply it there. So I want to say, here's how I view international and Olympic sport, okay? I don't, I, I view it completely separately from my view, like how I would view the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball. The pinnacle of our sport is the World and Olympic Championships, okay? It, and how I view it and how I viewed the Olympics is the best from every country, they come and they compete to see who is the best in the world. To both, one, determine who the best individual is, and two, which nations are superior athletically in a particular sport. That is how I view world and Olympic competition in wrestling. And maybe it's uh, to, maybe that's a utopia, but that's truly how I view it. And the idea of guys changing where they're from to find a path to make the team, to me, is antithetical to the sport. And the one thing where I really strongly disagree is the idea of them being denied an opportunity. No one is the only one denying them an opportunity to make the team is themselves and their own merits. Okay, no one is saying Aaron Pico can't make the Olympic team. The only thing keeping Aaron Pico from the Olympic team is the fact that he might not be good enough to make the Olympic team in the country where he lived and competed for. Period. There's no myself. one denying anyone an opportunity there. The only opportunity being denied is, is self-imposed. I find myself uh, a little bit more, I don't want to say sympathetic, but um, I'm with you in a lot of that, Christian. But in the case of Pico, I find it a little bit, uh, I'm not as staunchly, again, I'm not, I'm not as much, for only the fact that he has this pro fighting career that's going on, and the U.S., process involves multiple steps where i mean if he got a if he got a pass if he could, if he could wrestle for mexico it, it, it's real easy he goes to pan ams he wins a match or two and he's in the olympics you want to be a you want to be the best wrestler in the world you need to wrestle i don't have any sympathy because he chose mma career he chose to who, whose idea was it for him to be a professional fighter at age 19 or 20 no one, no one signed him up to that. He wasn't drafted into that. He decided this is the path I want to do. I want to be an MMA fighter. Okay, please, an MMA yeah, fighter. Since he, there's but, no. Look. But since he did that, but since he did that, the yes, it's easier. But 
what works within his schedule is probably that that's much more um, palatable than going through the process in the United States. Okay, and I have no sympathy for that. And I don't think he's being denied an opportunity in any way, shape, or form. And this is not some professional I opportunity. I mean, I don't think. He, I mean, wh wh why do you keep bringing up denying an opportunity? I don't think that because that was what that's play. what he was saying. That's no, what, that's not, that's what that's Sour not really. was saying on Twitter. So I'm just like, I don't all right, think, that, that's I don't not what anybody, I was saying. Certainly, Aaron Pico has not come out and said uh, I'm being denied an opportunity. I think that's just. With his schedule, that makes the most sense. Now, uh, if you want to say, well, that's not very patriotic to a country that's always been here and supported you and that you live in and you pay taxes in and you represent it at junior worlds and you represent it at cadet worlds, you know, if you want to say it's not patriotic, then you're in your right. But uh, um, the difference between Pico and where he is at in his professional fighting career and the the fact of the matter is the United States process is a multi-tiered process that takes almost, you know, half a year to complete to make the team as compared to a David Habit. Um, I mean, David Habit can wrestle for America. Diabinator can wrestle for America. Meechus could wrestle for America. I mean, they don't have this schedule of, uh, you know, fighting that they're going through. Um, I'm not saying... 100% uh, I give him a pass but I understand it more than I do for those other guys you're an American wrestle for America you were born here you live here you train here you are an American the only reason you don't want to wrestle for America is because you don't think you're gonna make the team that's my opinion that's my opinion that's why I believe these guys are choosing this path alright so I got a couple things so as far as denied opportunity to me, it's not about a denied uh, denied opportunity in the sense like they don't have an opportunity. It is that the right to allow them to have that opportunity supersedes anything nationalistic, patriotic, you know, where you live, whatever. The sec my second thing is how do you feel? Because you're because what what really irked me is you said like you have to compete for your nation of birth. So how do you feel about Tervel, Elena? Uh, Grace Bullen, who wrestled for Norway, and is from Eritrea. Eldar, Eldar, um, Alan Veras from Cuba. He's going to wrestle for America this year. And and again, every country has different rules as far as like like for Travel, to wrestle for America. Travel's Travel's America. Here when he was like six months old. Or something. Okay, but he said you have to wrestle for the country no, you're no. born. Yes, you did. You said you have to wrestle for the country you're born. That is 100 percent what you said. Okay. Well, so that's why I want to ask you about those those okay. wrestlers. You you can you can find. Some examples, yeah, sure. Travel should be able to. You're born and raised in in America, or, or you're. I'm not talking about born. Okay, you're basically they're they're American citizens who they don't they don't have some citizenship, um, you know, change of heart as they reach uh, athletic maturity and then they decide where they want. That's not what Travel did, right? Travel's been representing I America. Um, I know. Yeah, I'm maybe just telling you what you said. And you're talking about the Novak. Okay, so you got hung up on the word "born." Okay. Because that is a huge thing, dude. Well, it, no, no, it's, no. it's it to to say you can only wrestle where you were born. That is a whole or a compete or in any sport compete where you're born. That's a whole like that is that is restrictive and bad and and not legal. You know what I mean? That's why I'm asking you. Are about you calling this. me a criminal? Yes. So no, okay. Listen, but, but, don't so, on, hold on. Well, but we're talking about Aaron Pico. We're okay. talking about Stevon Mitchell. Don't 
you're you're switching it up fine. I, I can. I want you to verify I can, that. I can see uh, Travell Delagnev should be able to wrestle for America in my okay. opinion. Um, probably would have been easier for him to make the Bulgarian team, frankly. Oh yeah. Um, so so there, there's also there's also every country has different rules, right? So to wrestle for America, um, Ildar and Alan Vera, who are kind of more of the examples, you know, like Pika, where as you said, athletic maturity. They do have to become American citizens. That's mm-hmm. a USAW, US, USOC rule. Mm-hmm. Not every country has those same rules. So there, there's, there's, there's also rules within the countries, right? And in this case, yes, to wrestle for America, you have to be um, an American citizen. You don't have to be a citizen for some of these countries to, to wrestle for them, right? No, you need a it, – it's, it's basically um, a sport passport. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, think about, I mean, just if you, maybe it's just my own view of what international sport is, but I just don't, I don't like that. I mean, maybe it's wrong, but that's where I fall on it. And I like guys wrestle for their country. So, okay. So one more thing though. So if Micic or Pico or whomever move to Serbia right now, Train their 100% full. Would you have less of an issue with it? Mm. I know your take about the the born thing. We're we're beyond that. I'm talking about now. Now they have the rule, right? He can transfer one time. He's made the one time transfer. But every every country should have the rule of if you com- if you compete for them, you must also live there and train there and be a citizen. Basically, you're forgoing your United States citizenship. For the purpose of sport, I've lost okay, you, all all, your LA privileges. You, you lost your LA privileges. <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, look yeah. at Chimizo. Chimizo went to Cuba. I mean, he lives half his life New in a York. different country. Yeah. Um, right. So that's what I'm saying. So should Chimizo have to 100 percent? And obviously not 100 percent because like you can, that? Yeah, I don't know. How do you enforce? Hey, you have to live. That's my thing. Yeah, that's why you still the enforceability of it makes it illegal. <laughs> Yeah, you can't yeah. make a move there. No, I don't. I don't know if that would change. I don't think that would change it. And besides, that's a hypothetical. It's not happening. Aaron Pico is going I'm, to I'm Aaron Pico is going to live and train in America and then wrestle against Americans with the idea of making a different world. Same for Stevan Micic. And that goes back to my, the point of you know, USA Wrestling puts this investment into these guys and then they just bounce. You know, non competes are real things that. We've probably signed, right? Like that's well, yeah. a real, that's well, that, a real that, thing. That's the two-year thing. That's the two-year block thing. Okay. And also to for Micic as a as a um, and Pico as a world medalist, there is the the fee paid from the receiving country to the leaving country is higher. The bigger your accolade, right? Mm. So as a junior world medalist. Um, Serbia had to pay USA Wrestling more than if, say, who's never made a world team? Habit. Yeah, Habit. Right. Habit never made a world team. How much would you? How much would Azerbaijan pay for you? For me, <laughs> uh, ten rubles. Ten rubles, which is about yeah, nothing. All right, I'm sorry that we got on this again. Um, this was. A I'm not. More. It's a good discussion. Yeah, we'll probably talk about it more. Is I guess my main point. What <laughs> when Pan Am's actually rolls around? Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a knuckle drag. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be fun. When, uh, I can't we, wait for those draws. I believe it when we see it. Okay, 
Does nickel uh, questions from friends? Here's Pops oh, yeah. Redfoot. Does nickel wrestling in the worst weight class have any impact on Hodge voting? Um, well, quality of competition is a criteria, it, it and can, so yeah, sure. yes, it can. What helps nickel in this case is that Jason Nolf wrestles at 157, which <laughs> is also not great. Um, but yeah, that can have an impact. Mm -hmm. um, what's more likely, Pico on top of the Olympic podium or Ben Askren on top of the Midlands podium? This is, a this is a tough one because, um, well, more likely it's probably Ben Askren, except every year he's like, oh, I'm having a kid. Oh, I'm in the UFC. Probably next year it's like, oh, I'm running for Congress or something stupid <laughs> like that. So he's probably going to have some excuse next year. And so for that reason, I don't know. I will say a slight edge to Askren, but only if his congressional campaign flops. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Next question. Valentine's Day plans at Bracky Nomad and Willie. Brackastrology. I really want to know Nomad. RPI comes out tonight. Nomad Nomad got a haircut, shaved his face, he's wearing <laughs> oh. red. Ah, wearing, oh, yeah, I guess I'm wearing I'm red. I'm thinking. Fellers wanted to know if uh, your Tinder pictures uh, were updated with the new haircut and clean oh, shave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Do, do, you have a, do you have plans? No. No plans. <laughs> he's, he's available, ladies. Willie? I'm gonna switch it up tonight. I'm gonna have some beers and some wings. <laughs> Switching it up. And uh, have a good night. Probably yell at Nomads more about Probably. private schools. Oh my gosh. You guys uh, could I, just I text each time. other. No, it's way more fun to play that one out in public. Because yeah. then more people can chime in. Mm, it was really weird. Uh, okay. It was. I, th I thought so. Someone said Burroughs is going 79. That's not a question, it was a statement from Kurt Jones 87. Well, cause he Which was, is interesting because he was registered at 79 for Uregan. But, again, we have seen all kinds of weird screw-ups when it comes to, you know, Abinator's registered at 65 kilos for Dave Schultz, right? Like, all the time. I'm not ruling that in out. UWW. Sure. That one's not outrageous, but, like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Abinator going 65? No, I'm talking about oh, Burroughs okay. at, I'm talking about Burroughs at uh, Uregan. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think if he's. The guy's been registered at 74 every tournament since 2011. I think that if it, one time it shows up at 79, that actually has means a little more than Abinator at 65. Yes. I don't know. That would be interesting. Um, I hope not. Man, I want this Dake Burroughs thing. Round whatever. Ooh. Um, if Suriano beats Mitrich Sunday and DeSanto gets the one seed at Big Tens, what kind of chance do you give RBY to make the finals? He would have to beat Pletcher and DeSanto. Michich, mm. Soriano, and Lezak would theoretically be opposite side. I would give RBY a solid chance. The RBY thing, that four through seven. The Ben I Thornton have, loss makes things really tough. I have no idea how that's going to play out. I, I think RBY is going to be the four because I think that makes the most sense. But, they, I mean, RBY could really be the seven. Yeah. Um, Matt McVeigh, uh, but but regarding his chances to no. make the finals, I think he has a great chance to make the finals if that's his side. Who who does he have the best? So for if one two three right because if he's four or five, he's got to go through the one. If he's two or three, right? Or six or seven, he's got to go through two or three. Who does he have the best chance of being? Mitchich, DeSanto, Soriano. DeSanto. DeSanto. Probably. Um, speaking of DeSanchez, Matt McVeigh. Does Austin DeSantos jump up the rankings and improvement prove the value of being in one of the elite programs? 
Um, I don't think this, I mean, there are certainly plenty to point to the value of being at one of the elite programs. I don't think Austin DeSanto, wow, night and day, better wrestler. I mean, this is a guy that smashed Michich last year. He was really good last year. The end of the season wasn't great, but, you know, he was riding at this point in the season last year. He was way up there in the rankings. Who had he even lost to at that point? Just like Mueller? Um, I'm not ready to say like I'm not ready to say I mean what what have we what evolution in Austin DeSanto have we seen from a technical standpoint? Looks like the same guy to me. Which is not a bad thing. It's not like a knocking its eye. It's like really good guy, wrestles really hard. He's still a really good guy, wrestles really hard. His attack rate actually in the beginning of the year, I thought had waned somewhat. He's definitely improved on the mat. Matt. Now, can you attribute that to Iowa? Can you attribute that to another year in college? I certainly think some of it you can attribute to Iowa. Um, I would also, I would maybe say DeSanto has improved more than like Lugo. Mueller, Ian Parker, um, he had Montori Bridges. He had a few losses. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Okay. I don't remember. I don't remember it either. I remember him smashing Montori Bridges. Yeah, he beat Bridges at CKLV. I don't think that's right, Willie. Um, I will I will look it up, but I don't think that that is. Um, I don't believe that. And Parker in a duel. Oh, I remember the Parker um, one. That was super early on. Uh, Mueller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see. I don't think he lost to Bridges. Parker Mueller Mueller. My bad, not Bridges. He lost to Parker. Uh, he didn't lose to Bridges. He beat Bridges. He lost yeah. to Mueller, uh, Mueller twice. Got and it. And then he lost Three. to Tucker in the IWA semis. Yeah. Yeah. And we haven't got to conference yet. Yeah, so I think some of it is just like the guy was a true freshman last year. Now he's yeah. a true sophomore. He's got more experience. So I, I'm not saying there are certainly examples of guys that have transferred to schools and transferred to Iowa, and you say, wow, holy cow, big impact. Right now I just say I think, I mean, really good. I think he's gotten I think he's gotten considerably better, but not like life-changing. I mean, he's a year older. Right, he was a true freshman last year. You have to account some of the some of it has to account for getting a freshman year under his belt, a true freshman year under your belt in NCAA wrestling, and of course, you know, <laughs> Tom and Terry are the two premier premier lightweight coaches. Um, yeah. So of course they're of course they're having an impact on him, but yeah. And then you know, there's also like non-wrestling things that we don't know right is DeSanto doing better in the classroom right is he like all those things like the those are things we can't really know either so um yes some of it probably applies to Iowa some of it also probably applies to the fact he's older okay um what else could we ask this is a pretty interesting one Rye asks FRL um is his handle so we'll read that one thank you and I appreciate you didn't make the avatar yet. That just shows <laughs> how you, little you care about having Twitter apart from being able to ask questions. What do you think that Penn State does in the wrestling room that is different than every other team to get their guys to perform at the best at NCAAs, plus turn out high performances throughout the season? Well, I think probably if you watched, if you followed Penn State for an entire season, you wouldn't probably be able to put your finger on any one thing that they do right and be like ah it's this they meditate or they do this thing or they do this drill i think it's like 
almost like a Patriots thing where like they're just making three better decisions every single day, mm-hmm. every day of the year. And it just combines to this thing at the end of the year that is like, wow, they're just that much better because a little bit a day at a time measures up. But some of the things you hear about, and no one really knows for sure, but the a lot of play wrestling, a lot of just sparring. Um, I, I've heard that they go live every day, um, which is like kind of anti what you would maybe right. think. Um, like when they go live a day, I think their practices are like short and intense. They take Wednesdays off, I think, but I don't think that's like an uncommon thing in wrestling. I, I've heard that other teams do that. It's maybe it's their individual focus. I don't, I don't know what they do. It's the interesting thing about like, you don't hear a lot about their strength and conditioning program, but they're all really strong and in good shape too. So I don't know what it is there, but I think it's probably <clears throat> nothing that would like blow our minds. But I think, uh, you know, I, I haven't been in the room often. I've been in the room, I don't know, three times over 10 years, maybe. Uh, but one thing I think, I don't know, it's pretty evident to me, and I think it pays large dividends, is I think they make it enjoyable. I think, mm-hmm. I, I, I think they, you know, for so long, and maybe, maybe we've been removed from it for a while now, and so some people don't know it, or some people, you know, they're, they're newer fans, whatever the case. NCAA wrestling used to be, still is to a certain extent, long, drawn out, knocked down, drag out. I got to go to class and I got to practice and I got to cut a million pounds and I got to do this. And I think Penn State has made it an environment where they actually enjoy it. It's not a drag. They enjoy going to the room. They, they're not beat up after a practice. They're, um, they're, they're the tea leaves I read. And, and I think to that point, the that's partially recruiting right identifying kids who maybe enjoy it more and are less likely to get burned out and are easier to make enjoy the sport well i I think i think there's definitely i think there's definitely um a component to that i think Mm -hmm. i mean i've heard i've heard that one of kale's things is on a recruiting trip how much wrestling i mean do you love it i mean how much do do you love wrestling i mean how much do you like it I mean, there, listen, there's a lot of high school kids that are very talented. I mean, the list is endless of kids that were really good in high school, legit, number one, and they were about gassed out. They were about – they went through the ringer, right? They were about burnt. Yeah. And so I think, you know, part of it is recruiting, sure. Uh, Kale trying to find guys that genuinely, sincerely enjoy it, love it, love being in the room, love playing around. Um Part of it is finding them, and part of them, part of it is continuing to make them enjoy it. And I, I like your point. So the way that I put it one time, the three better decisions, right, is like if every team has 15 bad minutes of practice a week, right, where the guys are sluggish or, you know, the coach is out of it or the they're, they're getting hurt or whatever, they're, you know, um, like Penn State – has fewer of those or none of those right and so again like this these little little things but more than anything in the wrestling room i think it's a lot of stuff outside the wrestling room as far as um 
performance anxiety, sports psychology, whatever, all of that mental stuff that you want to, like whatever term you want to use, umbrella term you want to use, as far as like uh, the Penn State coaching staff reduces the outside worries, right? Puts puts the pressure on themselves of wins and losses. It to, makes it makes it fun, right? All, all those things that like you go out and it's easier to perform when you're enjoying it, when you don't feel pressure, when you know that, or you know, you feel you know that you're the best conditioned, when you feel you know that you're the best technician, when you feel you know that you are better than the other guy, um, and it kind of snowballs. There you have yeah. it. Um, I think that's it. I like it's, Andrew Finn's question. You like Andrew Finn's question? Uh, what? Well, read it. Uh, uh, some to the effect: NCA's handing out medicals like they're candy. Oh yeah. Who in the past would you like to see get a medical? I mean, the first name that popped up to me was Dustin Schlater. Here's the one for me. Um, is, is uh, Darian Caldwell? Mm. Yeah. Would have loved to see mm-hmm. what he could have done if he didn't have to wrestle that year. Although maybe it would have been the same thing because he had taken mm-hmm. kind of that year before off. So. Uh, that's the one that comes to mind as far as a guy, but yeah, Schlater. But Schlater, I feel like is definitely one that it wouldn't have made a difference. The guy never got he healthy. Just, he never got she healthy. She was just beat up. Yeah, that's my thought. It's just like at that point, the body was just like tapped out completely. One of the best yeah. shucks. Yeah, he was nasty. That is a good question. You're right, Willie. I'm glad you asked it. Um, and now I'm going to ask that we leave right now. Brady and Brad. Feel free to play us out. Wow, they had it ready. They're just waiting. This finger on the button. As soon as I said the name, play. Um, best in the business back there. Good job by you guys. Good job by Brad. you. Thank you, Willie. Thank you to you for listening to 353 episodes of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. We're getting up there. We're getting up in age. Not wisdom. <laughs> just getting older. That's it. Uh, thanks so much. Big weekend of wrestling. Surprise, surprise. And uh, next week is Iowa-Oklahoma State Week. Prepare yourselves. I will be in Madison on Sunday for Iowa-Wisconsin. Madtown. Get some cheese. I hope you have some winter coats. Oh, it's going to be cold. get a lot of cheese. Okay. Hope that's not code for something. Thanks so much, guys. We will be back Tuesday. Come heck or high water. Have a nice weekend. Happy Valentine's Day.